Welcome back to the Centered in the City podcast. I am so glad you are here. My name is Wade Brill and I am your host. Today's episode is a solo episode. I'm going to share my current relationships status with my meditation practice. One of my values is being authentic and that means I like to be transparent. And recently I've had a really interesting relationship with my meditation practice and I think it's important to share because there's a lot of assumptions that get made whether it's through the lens of social media or just through being a meditation teacher and mindfulness coach that like I might have this perfect practice and blah 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 blah. So I want to bust some of those myths that are out there and be real with myself, be real with all of you. I also hope that this episode gives you permission to be real and accept what your current relationship is with your meditation practice, even if that means you don't really have one. So let's settle in and let's get centered. Starting October 1, I am hosting a month-long Mindful Moment meditation series that is inspired because I have so desperately wanted to get back to deepening and expanding and sharing a meditation practice with community. So a little behind the scenes is I'm facilitating this series from a selfish perspective because like I want it, I need it. I'm looking to deepen and expand my own personal practice and want this opportunity to really sit and play with these various mindfulness pillars that we're going to explore in our series because I've been wanting that. My heart has been wanting that and I craved being around community right now. Even if it's virtual, I know how powerful it still is. Now, if I'm craving this kind of support, I know other people are. And so I wanted to get this program out there, get this series out there and make it accessible to other people. For the last few months, I'll be real, my meditation practice has been a little bit robotic. What I mean by that is I've been sitting for maybe 5, 10, max 20 minutes in the mornings, but I haven't felt present. I haven't felt focused. My meditation practice has been with the intention to rest in a breath practice or rest in sounds or sometimes I will use a loving kindness mantra or practice but I have been feeling so scattered in my meditation sits that I've kind of like zoned out and it hasn't felt as nourishing and first of all like as a teacher I know that's okay that's sometimes what happens we go through these cycles where our practice feels really pleasant and where it doesn't and sometimes it feels just really neutral and so I've been observing that unfolding for a while and I know what supports me in the past is 
being in community is learning from each other, is having an opportunity to carve out actually more space in my life to meditate, to get interested, to get more curious and not just go through the motions. And when I can practice outside of my current morning ritual of meditation, I then have like more richness, more things and insights to incorporate and it typically enhances then my daily practice. Also, as I've shared in some recent podcast episodes, some solo episodes, I've been in a few months of some deep healing work. And so I've been exploring with different spiritual modalities and different rituals that I've been practicing. And I started to do morning pages this summer and I started to journal in a different way. For those that don't know what morning pages are, I'll link in the show notes an episode I did with Jacqueline Fish. It was actually episode 161 and again I'll link it in the show notes where we talked about morning pages and it's always been something I've wanted to do. I've also talked about morning pages with my guest Amy Blackman in a different episode around creativity so I'll also link that in the show notes. And so it's been something I've heard in the spiritual self-help space for many, 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 many years. And being a big journaler, I was like, nah, I have my journaling practice. I, I like my relationship to it. I'm not gonna, I don't really need to do morning pages. However, I recognized that it was kind of like shutting me down from this experience. So I was like, this is not in alignment with my values of exploration. So I thought, you know what, let me give this a try. Let me see what these morning pages are all about what committing to this for 30 days would look like and feel like. So part of the morning pages practice is the first thing you do when you get out of bed. Like if you can, before you even go to the bathroom, before you look at your phone, before you have water or coffee, is to just write three pages of consciousness, of stream consciousness. So I did that. Even when I went backpacking, I brought my journal and I kept it up. Having this morning page ritual shifted shifted my practice, meaning that I wasn't meditating then first thing anymore. And I then noticed, ha, huh, these morning pages were kind of stirring up various thoughts and experiences. And I felt like I also like had a space to get them out that sitting on my pillow to meditate actually felt unskillful right after because I had like created all of this like muck in me and it felt a little too overwhelming for me to sit and meditate and be with it all. So there was a little bit of avoidance that started to happen within my meditation practice. And I want to share this for multiple reasons. Like one, to just know that if you are somebody who is experiencing a lot of unpleasantness or you just maybe even notice that there's some trauma stored in your body or something is present for you where it feels too much to sit, know that that is normal. 
And there's a discernment between avoiding your meditation practice because the unpleasantness of sitting feels too overwhelming and it feels harmful. And there's a discernment then between saying my mind is too busy, this is too difficult to sit with and like still my mind that, you know, I'm not good with meditation or I have too much on my mind, I can't sit here and I shouldn't sit. And there's a discernment there because one is around if we're experiencing trauma in the body that it can be harmful to go like right at it. And we need to have some skills and tools of how to titrate and be able to learn how to sit in a meditation practice and titrate the the focus so that our whole system doesn't get activated. And that's not really taught on many of the apps and that's not really taught in a lot of places where people get their guided meditations from these days. So that might not be part of your practice if you're listening to this. And I just want you to know like you are not alone and if you experience that. And there are ways, there are skillful ways of how to still sit and be with your experience in a skillful way if you feel that feels right to you again you get to use your own discerning knowledge your own inner compass of of what feels right if you're somebody who experiences this like my mind is too scattered I can't sit it's it's too loud it's too overwhelming that is probably 95% of people's minds and experiences And that is one of the gifts that we get when we practice meditation is that we learn how to let all the thoughts in our mind, all the noise to settle. We we grow capacity to be with it all. And that is one of the beautiful benefits of our meditation practice is that we strengthen this ability to focus and to settle and to kind of quiet the noise So it can still be there, but it's not like this constant knocking for our attention and draining our energy. Personally, I was experiencing a little bit of the former. I was noticing some trauma in my body that just felt really overwhelming to be with. And so I allowed my practice to be shorter I gave myself permission, like I don't have to sit for 20 minutes, that sitting for just a minute is great. I also practice what's called, as I mentioned, titrating, which is this really skillful practice that can look like many things. One of the ways that I was trained in how I engage in this practice is to find a pleasant place in my body and let that be home base. So I don't go right to maybe my breath that might feel a little bit tighter or congested or restricted because of all of the energy that might just be in my body that's being stirred up from my writing practice. I'm noticing like, huh, where my body feels easeful, feels 
maybe pleasant, feels sparkly, feels even neutral, and resting my attention there. And so that when my mind does wander, I kind of bring it back to this pleasant place. And finding that pleasant or pleasant-ish place just helps me grow my capacity, my window of tolerance just a little bit more. And it allows me to just settle, maybe if it's even just like 1% or half a percent more. Again, I share this because I want to be transparent that our meditation practices, our rituals, whatever yours might be, they are constantly changing. My values of health and love and spirituality are still there, are still a huge part of what keeps me consistent and keeps me connected to my meditation practice. It supports me staying in the practice, but the actual flow of the meditation practice looks different. And so I want to just be really transparent and clear that it doesn't have to be this same perfect thing every time, every day. Having the intention to have a meditation practice and living into those values that keep you connected to the practice. I talk about this within the Center in the City community where you know, supported people building a ritual and going through this process of getting clear on how to design that ritual based on intention setting and based on our value system so that we can create a sense of consistency that feels intrinsically motivated, not because, you know, I read it in a book somewhere or because somebody is telling me I should be doing it. My meditation practice has been kind of sucky I'm just gonna say (laughs) the last few months like it has not been this like oh wow I feel so great and I feel like I just love everybody or I just had the super like high spiritual vibration connection that is not how my practice has been going and as everything there are cycles Nothing is permanent, and so I know that this is also just how my practice is at this moment. Yet, I don't want to be in this place of autopilot-ness with my relationship to my meditation practice. And as I shared a few moments ago, one of the ways that I shift out of that, like, you know when you get bored with a movement or exercise routine, it's because, like, Yeah, you've done it before. It's helpful to shake things up, to learn something new, to maybe go do a different class, to be stimulated in a new way. So for me, I can't wait to be in this month-long mindful moment meditation series where the intention is to offer more space in our life to explore our meditation practice, to get interested and learn how these different pillars of mindfulness, non-judgment, and kindness, and trust, and joy, 
like how they show up in my practice and in my everyday life and how sitting on my cushion, literal or figuratively, you know, being in my meditation practice supports me cultivating this this wiser view as the Buddha talks about it and the view meaning like belief systems, the thoughts. And that when I can actually sit with my thoughts, I am able to focus on not just the suffering because sitting in the suffering sucks, <laughs> but notice the suffering and also choose differently. And when I can choose differently, I start to grow more of my capacity and create more of what I want to see in the world. And this is not false positivity bullshit. This is really training the mind because our mind helps us create our world. It creates our belief system and it helps us be aware of how we engage with others and engage with life. So if you are somebody who is either wanting to start a meditation practice or you started one in 2020 when the world was collapsing and you haven't touched it since and you're wanting to get back to your practice or you have a practice and you want to deepen it, expand it, be in community with it, I welcome you to join me on this Mindful Moment month-long program. And it's called Mindful Moment because we don't just have to be sitting on a cushion to be strengthening our mindfulness muscles. But when we pause and take these mindful moments throughout our day, that is also supporting us, bringing more awareness and presence into our life. And when we have awareness, we have that choice. And when we have that choice, that's where we feel empowered of how we get to show up and interact with life. I will link details in the show notes. And if you are listening to this episode in time, I welcome you to join me on September 11th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time for a free guided meditation practice as well as question and answer session. So this is an opportunity to come together, meditate in a collective. If you've never done that before, I had somebody say to me, you know, meditation is something you kind of do by yourself, right? And I was like, yeah. And it's so powerful when we do it in community, even in a virtual setting. Let me tell you, I've done many virtual silent retreats and they have such a huge impact. So if you've never even just meditated or experienced what that's like to meditate in community, in silence, I welcome you to join and just try it out. Notice how it feels. And then we will also have time for question and answer. So come with any questions you have, curiosities you have about the program. And I can't wait to be with all of you and use this beautiful fall season as this opportunity to like get cozy with ourselves, get intimate with ourselves and take this time to go inward so that we can connect with ourselves and then connect more intentionally with each other, with the world. 
Well, thanks for being here as always. Feel free to share this episode or the Mindful Moment series or even the guided practice on Monday, September 11th with somebody in your life and community. Thanks again for being here. Until next time, stay centered.